The Ad Couch by Jake McKenzie and available on theadcouch.com where psychology meets creative advertising. On the couch today is Jake McKenzie, CEO of Intermark Group and marketing psychology expert. Today we're going to be talking about the commitment principle. Now the commitment principle comes into play mostly when we're talking about retention and making people really happy with their choice of products, companies, providers, etc. There was an interview I saw a number of years ago before I got into the marketing space that really stuck with me. I'm sure you remember the game show Let's Make a Deal. Now if you remember it was hosted by a guy by the name of Monty Hall and the format was pretty unique. People would sit in the audience and often dressed up in kind of Halloween costumes, these elaborate costumes, wanting to get picked from the audience to get to play the game. And the game format was pretty straightforward. He would stand you up, and he would often start by giving you something, an envelope. Sometimes it was money, or he would let you pick door number one, two, or three. And then once you picked or received something, that's when the game really began. Now, the way this worked is he would try to get you to change your choice. Now, you've picked door number two. Would you be willing to change your choice from door number two to door number one or three if I gave you $50 or if I show you what's behind door number one and see if he can get you to change your choice? And the show was very popular and on for a number of years. And very late in its run, uh, Monty Hall did an interview. And this is what really stuck with me. Somebody asked, or the interviewer asked, uh, Monty, what did you really learn about working with people all those years, the public at large? And he thought about it for just a moment, and he said, what really struck me is how reluctant people were to change. Once we gave them something or once they chose one of those doors, it was almost impossible to get them to change, even when I told them that they were making a poor choice, that something else was better behind the other door. Sometimes people would just refuse to change. That really stuck with me because it's a good example of that system one thinking, that uh, irrational behavior, uh, if you will. And what we now know is going on is the commitment principle, which simply says that once we choose something, once we make a decision, we're very reluctant to change it. Now, what is that and, and why do we do that? Why do we stick with decisions that we make? Well, it starts with thinking about how we're formed as a society and what we teach our children. And the commitment principle is integral to the very existence of a society. And basically what it says is that if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. And that means that we have trust in others. Now, we ingrain this in everybody, and we start it when we're children, that you've got to do what you say you're going to do. And in fact, a lot of the strongest words in our language and a lot of the strongest concepts are related to the commitment principle. And I'll use a few other words that uh, I'm sure you're familiar with, words like pledge, vow, assurance, the concept of giving one's word empowering, investing, and trusting, very emotionally powerful words. And in fact, the flip side of that coin is equally as powerful. We really, really dislike anybody in society that we don't think sticks to a commitment. And a lot of our strongest negative words are affiliated with that concept. Words like untrustworthy, unreliable, deceitful, undependable, disloyal, treacherous, we even use this in our parenting a lot. Uh, these days, we, you know, every parent has their kids involved in extracurricular activities, it seems. And typically, after a few weeks, the kids will inevitably say, hey, I don't really like piano or soccer or karate or dance. 
Um, and in talking with parents, we often have very similar reaction. Hey, that's okay, son or daughter, but you need to stick with it until the end of the season, end of the semester, or end of the term, because you've made a commitment and you need to stick it through. And what we're fundamentally trying to teach them is that you've got to be committed. You've got to honor this social principle that's important to all of us. And thus, we end up with this decisioning principle that we've trained System 1 to honor, the commitment principle. So what does the commitment principle mean for us marketers? Well, we start by thinking about it in terms of retention. The commitment principle tells us that a person is most committed and happiest with their purchase decision immediately after they make it. Our confidence in that decision is maximized, and we're very pleased with that decision once we make it, and we begin to rationalize that internally after the fact. So what this means for marketers is this is the best time to get them to further that commitment. And we do that often by asking them to rate the service or provide a referral. And there are a lot of behaviors that we can ask out of people once they've committed to us, once they've engaged with our business or bought our products, uh, to further and deepen that commitment, to help ensure that we retain them long-term. And some of the ones you're very familiar with, you often get asked to click like on a Facebook page just after you've purchased. Perhaps they ask you to post about it on social media, share it with your friends. Uh, Downloading an app is a strong way to deepen that commitment. Uh, simply filling out additional forms after you've made the purchase decisions deepens your commitment. And one of the strongest ways is asking for a referral or giving a testimonial deepens that commitment. And this all works because of one central premise, and that is that your confidence level is at the highest just after the purchase. Now, this isn't new news. In fact, Vegas has made a living off of this core concept. If you ask somebody which team is going to win or who's going to win a sporting event, most people will simply tell you, well, I don't know, or I might feel one way or the other. But as soon as somebody places a bet, i.e. engaging in the commitment principle, their confidence level for that goes through the roof, regardless of not having any additional information. And smart marketers know that they can take this core concept and make you even more engaged and more committed by engaging you further. Now, a lot of you may remember back when online banking first became a thing. The traditional brick-and-mortar banks were a little slow to want to offer online banking, quite frankly. Uh, The thinking being, hey, the brick-and-mortar institutions are core to our business. We want to see people face-to-face. Well, of course, that didn't stop some of the smaller banks and a lot of the upstarts to offer online banking. And what they found is... When they got people to change to an online bank, it was really difficult to get them to change back. Now, what was going on here was simply the commitment principle. People were engaging in an action. And because of the online banking gave you the opportunity to bank more frequently, to check your balance, to make deposits, to pay bills, you were engaging with it more frequently. And that deepened your commitment. Now, of course, all banks have got on board and and realized this. And now they've taken it a step further. They know that if they can get you to be an online banking customer, you become a more loyal customer. And the more products that you purchase in that online space go up after you're an online banking customer. Now, what's really interesting is that we're realizing that mobile apps carry this even to the next level. People become even more committed to a purchase or a company when they download and use a mobile app. Again, we'll use the banking industry as an example. 
You download the app, all of a sudden you can deposit checks, you can check your balance, and do lots of other engaging type of behaviors without having to go to the website. And as a result, people do it most frequently. And because that app is now on something that you consider very personal, i.e. your cell phone, you consider it part of who you are. And as a result, your commitment to that original purchase goes through the roof. So banks and lots of other companies are finding that if we can get people to download and use mobile apps, that the retention levels for those customers goes through the roof. Another way that marketers can increase retention is by using something called the boomerang effect. Uh, There was a gentleman by the name of Mr. Keisler that did a study that showed when people are attacked for their decision, rather than question their decision, they become more committed to that decision. They believe it was the correct one to make. And we're seeing this take place in marketing spaces. So we've seen perhaps technology companies that have fallen behind the technology curve but still retain a very loyal base of customers. BlackBerry is the one I hear about most frequently, and people often wonder, how are they retaining such a core base of customers? And it's the boomerang effect. They believe that people are questioning their decision, and as a result, they believe that their decision is the smart one. And that's related to a very similar principle utilizing the commitment principle about building communities. If you're surrounded by people that have made similar decisions, you tend to believe more in those decisions. And we've seen companies like Saturn back in the 90s when they put together an annual trip to Tennessee for Saturn owners. And at the time, automakers were very skeptical about this. Who's going to give up their family vacation, they said, to make this trip to Tennessee? And they were surprised when in droves they did, and not just by the tens or hundreds, but by the tens of thousands they showed up because they wanted to be together in a group that helped reinforce that decision. Harley's made this a core part of their business model of organizing rides with other Harley owners and even annual trips to places like Daytona so that you can be surrounded by people that have made a similar decision, which helps reinforce your commitment. The last way we reinforce the commitment principle is by making it difficult to achieve. Now, Aronson and Mills did some amazing research in this space, and what it fundamentally showed is that when you have to go through a great deal of trouble or pain to attain something, that you valued it more highly than those people who got it with minimal effort. And we're seeing this play out in the marketing space. It's part of the reason that companies like Apple ask you to stand in these long lines in front of their store, because standing in the line increases the effort of getting the new iPhone or the new iPad or any other technology that they're rolling out, and as a result, you're a stronger advocate for it. Google does things like waiting lists as they put out new products. Well, you've got to know somebody to get an invite for this, and as a result, when you do finally get one, you have a much higher satisfaction level for whatever product it is they were rolling out. And while we most often think about the commitment principle in terms of retention, there are other areas of marketing that becomes incredibly useful, most frequently in terms of upselling. Now, you remember we talked about how people are happiest with a purchase just after they have made that purchase. Now, that also means that the highest chance of upselling or getting people to purchase additional products are just after they made a commitment to purchase. Now, salespeople call it the yes principle, and there are other research in this space to affirm this, but what it simply means is once you've said yes to something, you're much more likely to say yes to a subsequent request. We see this play out in places like Amazon, where after you've added something to your shopping cart, they give you lots of other products that are similar. And what that says is, hey, you're much more likely to continue committing to something. So if you're going to ask for a customer to be upsold, to commit to other products, the best time to ask is just after they've committed to any product. The third way marketers take advantage of the commitment principle is actually on the front end of things, getting the initial sale or the initial commitment. Now, this may seem counterintuitive because they haven't bought anything yet, but let's 
see how they're taking advantage of it, and I think it makes it self-evident. You may remember marketers in the past asking you to say something or sing something, sometimes even write something about their product. And what it does, it raises your commitment level. For instance, if I were to say, my baloney has a first name, it's O-S-C-A-R, all of a sudden you sing along with me. And what's going on there is simply when you sing it, you become self-identified as an Oscar Mayer buyer. It raises your commitment level. Recent memes uh, in this space, you say something smart and then you say, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, and perhaps insert a second joke at the end. Simply saying that you have done that raises your commitment level to doing exactly that. Even though you're saying it in a joking format, your brain doesn't process it that way. We're telling system one that this is something that I want to do or have done. And we've seen this take place over many, many years of marketing. And writing something is one of the strongest ways of getting that commitment. Even if you aren't creating original content, even if, like in the prior examples, you're copying something. We've seen it raise sales for companies like Ovaltine. They ran several promotions where they ask you to write down the Ovaltine slogan and mail it in. Now, they didn't really do anything with those. They probably ended up in a trash can very quickly. But by simply writing it down, you've engaged the commitment principle. And as a result, you are much more likely to become a loyal Ovaltine buyer. Now, using this same concept of creating behavior change, there is a strong way to change our own behavior in positive ways, and you can use it for yourself. Because one of the strongest ways to create change within yourself is by using the commitment principle. For instance, a study showed that the strongest path to quitting smoking was using the commitment principle. And here's how you do it. They asked smokers who wanted to quit to write down on notes... I'm going to quit smoking. And often, why? Because I want to live longer, because you've asked me to, etc. But the important part was, I'm going to quit smoking. And then they asked them to give those notes to people that they loved and respected. And that very act of engaging the commitment principle significantly raised the commitment to quitting smoking. They had much higher levels of success than any other treatment programs, than any other medical treatments. It is far and away the most effective methodology for stopping smoking. And you can use this same principle for engaging in any other behavior change. If you want to do something, if you want to lose weight, if you want to achieve any other goals, tell other people about it. You engage the commitment principle, you want to live up to that commitment that you have made, and you make it happen. And every time somebody reminds you of it or asks you about it, you get back on board and you make sure that you accomplish it. Now, the commitment principle is obviously very closely related to the consistency principle, which we're going to talk about in, in upcoming messages. But I think we've seen how powerful it can be, primarily because of how it helps us with retention in the marketing space. But it can also be leveraged quite effectively for additional sales and for upselling. It is one of the most powerful mechanisms that we are hardwired for in terms of programming that system one. Questions or comments? Tweet us at The Ad Couch or visit us at theadcouch.com.